Hello and welcome to the 90 Minutes of Nick podcast. I'm the Kaiser Chris Gallagher, back in charge of the ship, the good ship, 90 Minutes of Nick. I hate this already, I've made an ask um, Hello and welcome to the 90 Minutes of Nick podcast. I'm Chris Gallagher and I've got uh, one of the greatest panels of all time. Um, it's uh, balanced, it's uh, classy, it's like that Ajax team of 1995. To my right hand side I've got Kieran Harron. Hello Kieran. Good evening. Welcome back. You were here last week. You made the cut. For the B team? No, this is the A team now. It's like St. Bride's Primary School. You were in the C team, then you got to the B team, and now you're in the A team. So that's a, that's a reference that maybe me and you and maybe our friend Marcus will get. Uh, there that. we go. If you went to St. Bride's Primary School um, from 1987 onwards, uh, send us a... No, don't. Uh, Louis McCaffrey. That school football team was all right. Holy Cross was all right. Big Stacey could have battled me. And <laughs> she, she decided where I played, but it was all right. Can, um, can anyone guess that Louis's been in the boozer? Is that just... They'll probably know by this. I'd just like to open up by saying, fuck Brendan Rogers, <laughs> <laughs> Absolute rat. Yes, that is true. And uh, I think we should all remember that. I think that should be a theme throughout the whole year. I'm going to pick you up on something. I'm going to pick you up on something you said last week, by the way. Oh, I can't wait. Thanks for listening. Aye, thanks for listening. I, I put 10 minutes into it and I had to turn it off. No, God, God bless Chris Bowd. He has left us. He's not dead. <laughs> Sent him to the moon. <laughs> we sent him to the moon. Uh, it's Kieran Devlin uh, making your debut on the free pod. You've, we've had you on. Uh, no, well, we had you on before, but it was more of a one-on-one situation um, uh, where we talked. That was a couple of months ago. That was last season, and uh, we had you on the Ronnie Dyla podcast. How are you? I'm very well. Very well. Very warm. Speaking to the very very warm. Uh, <laughs> my school football team was atrocious, and I didn't play for them. So that's my contribution to that segment. Thank you. Nice one. Yeah. I feel really sad now. <laughs> I feel really sad. Uh, also, just as an opening, uh, Louis said that the first name he had on the back of his football... Uh, the first name he had on the back of a top was... Mark Butchell. Now, at the time, Mark okay, Butchell no, was no. like <laughs> the... the the non-rat version of KT whoa, at the time. Whoa, right, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, no, 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 that's why he, he was the new hope. Whoa. Whoa. Facts. I will tell you this. If anyone else in the nine minutes and it calls Kieran Tierney or even references rat. I claimed him first, but I have the right. He's on his own. You do not have right, Kieran. He's, you don't have the the Kieran's how, how, are how? anti you because he's not a fucking. Well, listen, I'm I'm actually quite genuinely quite angry at you. Let's go back to the Mark Butcher story, and then I'll rinse you with a fucking KT patter. <laughs> Aye, so <laughs> that's pretty much the story. I had him. That was the first first name I remember on the back of my top. And did he not? I'm sure he scored a hat trick against. Yes. Uh, Aberdeen at home he scored the fastest European hat-trick of all time against Junisesh Esch um, of course we all we're all familiar with Junisesh Esch Kieran absolutely yep I've been there a few times didn't he uh, aye it's essentially a, uh, you know it's I thought they were Israeli it turns out they're Swiss <laughs> so same thing same thing um, so Kieran who did you have in the first back, back here just say Petrov don't say Fernandez. <laughs> well I had Petrov and Fernandez. I'm not quite sure which came first I mean not Kieran sure. uh, when we were younger we got um Got for Na- we weren't even that young to be fair. <laughs> we were in our early twenties. We got both got Fernandez twelve on the yellow top. On the yellow top, I actually went. I didn't the, slot, the short sleeve. And I actually went out and bought a long sleeve, so I had two, <laughs> two versions of the window. Jesus Christ, um, Kieran, did you have a hoot name on the top? I did, but I think it's it's probably worse than Mark Burchill's because I, I didn't. I didn't. I always went for no name on the top until I started to really like a player. And then I got his name on the top, and then everything went down from here. Um, I got Mark Wilson on the back of my Celtic top. That's... Uh, you know. to, now, today that would be considered hip. I don't know if it would after everything that happened. In that, it's a left back. Aye, but in that lane. You know what I mean? Mm. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Aye. Wilson's a right back. He played left back as well. He played most of his career at left back at Celtic. Did believe he? it or not. He did. No. He did. You're on the other side of the pitch, bro. <laughs> that's good. See, that's good. I know, that's good. That. Let, let's get uh, let right into you what your first name on the back of the shirt really was. Mm-hmm. Right, so uh, my, the first name on the back of my shirt, now I thought this was fine until I told these guys and then they just kind of laughed at me. Uh, my first name on the back of my Celtic strip was Gallagher 10 because I, I thought that was a thing that you did 
I thought you got your own name <laughs> in the back of the top. Oh, it's weird. No. Is it weird? Aye. Might be weird. Gallagher Fernandez, I had Hartson as well. Um, I'm banned. He's blocked me on Twitter, but yeah, I love John Hartson. Uh, I never get a Larson seven. Weirdly, uh, no. I had a Larson poster. Oh, I had aye. Larson, Martin O'Neill, and. This is not poster, poster talk with Louis McCaffrey. This is no. this is the ninety minutes, and I think this is the big show. Would it be weird if you got a name on the back of your top now? I mean, I know I'm only twenty nine. I've only seen oh, since fucking Tony Mowbray and all that sort of thing. <laughs> I don't know Celtic. I didn't live through the nineties. Although, us, I, although I grew up in the nineties, I wasn't actually. Chris Samani isn't here. conscious. Like, see, see, even when he's not here, it's like Samani's getting this sort of buzz uh, when he's uh, in his holiday in Spain because he knows that you're talking. Would about. it be creepy if I? went and got a Celtic talk and a name in the back would it depend on the player do you think uh, I personally like if you got a Mikey Johnson top would that be a bit would that be a bit creepy yeah maybe uh, I, I just think I don't think some sort of register why <laughs> like a, a Dembele top that's yeah I mean, please, the police please take a note of every every customer that buys <laughs> you must be this small to buy this top uh, I, why are you wearing a Celtic top at 29 because that's all right to do. See if you're on holiday. See, I think if you go on holiday and you don't take a Celtic top, but you have many Celtic top, that's weird. You need to take one. Take I think one it's holiday. a ritual. You nah, always okay. take no, a Celtic no, okay. top with you. Do you know, do you know what? I, I agree one. with. I agree with you on holiday. Whether you've got the latest player. I mean, if you've got fucking bowling goalie tattooed in the back of your top, that's tattooed. How many drinks have you had? <laughs> just a couple. <laughs> uh, so I just want to mention. Uh, obviously, this is the, the the free podcast. This is the free feed. Um, so this is available to everybody. Uh, we also have a Patreon. Um, you can get us at patreon.com slash 90minutecynic where we have a lot of it's daily updates, essentially. Um, we've had Last week we had eight podcasts. The week before, I think we had nine. This week we've already had, I think, five. I can't keep up with them, Chris. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, uh, you know, we, we're, we're pumping out quality content. Um, it's premium content. You always have. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Continue. It's premium content. I've been pumping content out for <laughs> since a lot longer than I have. 2011. I hope my mum isn't listening. To <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so the Patreon, patreon.com slash 90 minutes um, It's uh, it's almost up, almost daily uh, podcast. There isn't a podcast every single day, but there's more than podcasts. There's more podcasts per week than, than there is days, if you will. We've got two big free podcast. Sorry, two big tier three podcasts. This week, tier three is the feature podcasts as well as your uh, weekly dose. One of them is the transfer committee. Um, myself, Christian Wolf, Chris Bowd, and Ian Duggan will be sitting down. We'll be playing the game, uh, the transfer committee game, in that, and it's going to be a drunk Ian and a drunk Chris Bowd um, trying to pick. <laughs> Everyone's shaking their head. Um, they are the transfer you committee. Your volume turned down your radios. Oh Jesus Christ! I, um, I don't even know if I, I need to have microphones. I think you'll be able to hear them from your house. Um, but so they are the transfer committee, and they'll be picking uh, the. You know, they'll be going through it. Christian will be your your game master, as it were, and I'll be uh, changing it up. I'll be making sort of changes. And on Sunday, what have we got, Louis? Well, we've got um, me and Chris Armani having our latest ding dong. Alas, Armani and McCaffrey, um, one of the hottest podcasts on in the podcast rear. Yeah, I take it we're going to put a, a thing of what the hell do you want us to talk about because we've not planned it. Yeah, we can do that. We'll do that on the. Do you want us to do that on the Friday? Listen, yes. it's your show. Yes. I'm just yes. put it out there. I'm just yep. the producer on this. this um, I mean, bitch. the people that are listening to this probably haven't subscribed to the Patreon, so they're not going to listen to it. This is on the Patreon. I've deemed it not quite good enough. This is on the Patreon feed as well. I know, but it's yeah. a free podcast, isn't it? Um, so yeah, no. If you're if you're interested, then let us know what you want us to talk about. We're going to talk about a wee bit of football. Oh, he's doing a wee. He's doing a wee thing. But no, bit of written, eh? the the first the first episode I thought it was great. Um, but the feedback on it was really really good. Uh, people liked the fact that you were talking about not just Celtic boxing etc. So uh, that's a good idea. Uh, editor at ninety minutesinic.com and let us know if there's anything that you'd like Louis and. Sir Manny to talk about we'll also put out the, we'll give you the option if you're a Patreon to actually kind of send questions as well so, so it is very laid back compared to some of the other podcasts not compared to this there's no Scandinavians involved it's just laid back chat about whatever you want to chat about so let us know what you want, to, want us to talk about basically cool so we are going to open up by talking about uh, Kieran Tierney 
uh, we've been covering this quite extensively on the Patreon stuff, uh, and but I've not I've because of last week uh, Bowd was hosting, I've not had the chance. I was recording at the time, so I didn't have the chance to listen to what you guys thought thoughts are on KT in terms of uh, where he is. But here's what Neil Lennon had to say: So as you were really, um, I've had no information, you know, other than there was two bids, you know, came in from Arsenal, and we've rejected both of them and. Um, you know, there's been no further inroads really into that. He's still rehabbing, so we don't get to see as much of him as we'd like because he's not integrated with the, the squad as such. But um, like I said, all along it can be an unsettling period for any individual, and Kieran's no different. But um, he's been getting on with his work, and you know maybe this is the the end game. I don't know as far as Arsenal are concerned, and you know we're in a good position. Like I've always said, we had no intentions of selling. He's under a long-term contract, and. You know, we want him to progress with us. We are in a you know decent, healthy position, if you want to call it that. And our valuation of Kieran wasn't met, and it's as simple as that. You know, there's you'll see other <coughs> transfers, you know, going through or not going through because valuations haven't been met. And it's not a case of being, you know, Arsenal being disrespectful. They, they put a bid in that they valued the player at. They came back again. They obviously see Kieran as a, a very good player as we do. But on a long-term contract, you know, we're in a you know, very strong position when it comes to Kieran. What will be, will be, you know, and what's for you won't go by. I know it's an old Scottish saying, but it's true. So, you know, there may be other suitors along the way. Not that I'm aware of, but that wouldn't surprise me. But at the minute, there's no further information I can give you other than, you know, he's here and he's working back to full fitness. So that was Neil Lennon today at the press conference, essentially saying... It's as you were, there's nothing really changed. Uh, Kieran Haran, what is your thoughts on the KT saga? I think the club are doing well. I think they're doing the right thing. They're, um, they're not being bullied into trying to sell them off on the cheap. Um, they're kind of sticking to a rough valuation of them, which appears to be in the region of £25 million, which when you compare it to some of the other fullbacks that have been sold between Trippy and Wambasaka, then he's right up there. Um, also as well, they're not getting bullied by Arsenal being a big club. They're given a kind of upfront cost, but there's a, a lot of add-ons. But I think it's a bit cheeky of Arsenal because they're, put, they're potentially putting the add-ons, keeping them quite high on things that they probably know themselves they're never going to meet. Yeah. And Celtic are the same. They're thinking, right, okay, well, we may get 18 million, but there's rumours of, is it like six or seven million pounds if they win the league? Yeah, it's like... Look, Arsenal aren't not going to do that in the near future. No. They're a struggling club. Uh, firstly, great pronunciation of Juan... Bissaka. Juan Bissaka, very good. Uh, Kieran Devlin, your thoughts on it? Because we've not heard your kind of take on the, the whole thing. Yeah, I, I'm fairly similar to my namesake. <laughs> Different spelling. That was Yeah. I had a bit of variety. Uh, but basically, yeah, I think I'm very... The similar position that the club are sticking to their guns well. Um, I think I might be more inclined with Christians thinking that he is probably worth more 30, 35 million than the 25 offered. Um, I don't think the market necessarily dictates the value of a player as has been in the past. You look at you know players like Frankie de Jong going for 75 million euros and the Dutch market, though you could argue the Dutch league is slightly better, it's not comparable to the kind of things getting floated around in Italy, Spain or England. So I don't think you can use that, you know, some Steve from Rochdale saying we're a farmer's league can justify the derisory bids that are being thrown out so far. Um, In terms of, like, Tierney himself, I think he's been either himself or his agent and people around him have been quite sharp in that he's said nothing. He's given zero indication either way. And so that a lot of the stuff that's happening in the moment is projection and all the intention we're throwing at him is entirely conjecture Um, for good or bad um, so it's it's almost impossible to read the situation and as we say it's as you were and I guess we can go into what we think about Arsenal and the bid itself Uh, Can I just jump in because you said a very good thing there Um, and I'm looking at Lou McCaffrey with disgust in my eyes you said uh, it's all conjecture at this point uh, this man in front of me kind of made out that Kieran Tierney might be a rat because he's not came out and said anything. Mm-hmm. Why do you think Kieran Tierney's wrong for not coming out and saying anything? 
Um, and by the way, let's just let, let's just preface this by saying you were joking when you said KT was a rat, weren't you? Genuinely? Yeah. No, I'm 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 joking that he's a rat. He's not he's not a rat at all. But um, you're disappointed though. Yeah, I'm disappointed. I I think I think the way the way Kieran Tierney from day one, even that video of his father before he when he yeah. was just a kid, saying how he's a future of Celtic and all that sort of thing and. Um, he's made his name pretty much from being the player who is one of us. That's sure his whole thing. Is I, the disagree, fact I disagree. Uh, don't don't get me wrong. That he's not a. Of course, he's a fantastic player. He's he's like once in a generation type player. I'm not I'm not disputing how good he is, but I think you can't play to the gallery that much. And then suddenly, I mean, he's quite prolific on social media. And then all of a sudden, boom, nothing. As, as if he's not even got fucking apps on his phone. He's, he's not on anything. He lost his phone. Yeah, he might have. <laughs> or his agent took it off him and said, look, if you want this deal to get through, son. I just, I just don't... I, I mean, I'd said about on the WhatsApp group today about him wanting to leave and everybody, like, a few people were like, well, show us evidence that he wants to leave. Well, show us evidence that... Arsenal have bid what they've bid. We don't know that. You're 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 speculating on the whole thing no, because you Neil, don't know. Neil Lennon literally said we've we've had a second bid and it's been rejected. Yeah, yeah, a second bid, but we don't know for how much. We don't know that the valuation of the club has is twenty five million. We don't yeah, know. Club- we don't really know anything. But I think if you were to go, if you're gonna if you're willing to believe that Arsenal have bid like certain a certain amount of money then it's probably reasonable to assume that all these quotes of him being very keen on the move are probably accurate as well and that's what disappoints me and I think the whole silence thing it's I don't like the whole silence thing because it can be played either way as, as but you, you want him to, do you want to come out and say I'm not going anywhere and then for him to leave or do you want to come out him to come I just out want say, him to be I just want him to be honest like one of us I don't think you do though because I think no matter how because if he comes out and he says Kieran Tierney's going to come out like whatever, what, regardless of what you think right Arsenal's not going to happen it's the only team that want him Right. right now, Arsenal's gonna. Uh, I don't think it's gonna happen now. Guarantee in the I next still week. Think it's gonna happen. In, in the next week or so, in the next two weeks, Guarantee is gonna come out with a post saying, "This is my club. I love the club. Here's my megaphone. Let's go for ten in a row." And I just think it's like, eh, I'm not buying that. So if Guarantee only came out, okay, let's <clears throat> let's take it from your point of view. If Guarantee only came out and says, "I love Celtic. Celtic are my life." Um, however, I feel that I've done everything I can at the club, and I want to move on. Then the, the, the bid falls through and he doesn't go through and he's stuck here. He's going to look like a dick. Now, mm-hmm. if Kieran Tierney then comes out and, and instead of that comes out and says, I'm going nowhere, here we go, 10 in a row, and then he leaves, he's going to look like a dick. Aye. So Kieran Tierney is he's doing... probably going to look like a dick. You just want him to make look like a dick. It's essentially what I mean. No, I just... Uh, it doesn't happen. But, but what would you do, Chris? I would do exactly what Kieran Tierney's doing. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. Bullshit. Of course I would. Would you go to Arsenal? Oh, no, no, I'm talking about, I thought you were talking about social media presence. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about in general. I mean, if, if you were in his position, like anybody who's listening to this, but now, don't get me wrong, I understand we are not in his position, we are not faced with the, the, the potential of trebling your salary and all it's that thing. It's not trebling your salary. It's, and, it's I, and I get what Stuart said five. last week on the... Um, the kind of B team podcast. Um, <laughs> what what Stuart said about the fact that he might realise that actually his injuries are possibly career threatening to a point where he might not get the longevity in the game that he, he kind of hoped for. And if that was the case, I would totally understand. Maybe that if, is the case, and maybe it is. I know, but we don't know exactly. So how how can you go from one? I'm point being very. This is the ninety minute cynic. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm being very cynical, but. Oh, sure, that's a good point. Now. Yeah, I, 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 I think personally, I just don't think anybody, any one of us around the table, I don't think anybody listening would, from the position of being a Celtic fan, right, we're gonna, we're, is, I, I as what, much as us. I know what you're going to say, we'll come to it in a second. Ten or all. That's a good point. Kim. Being silent is, is the right thing to do because yeah. it's a bit of a saga just now. You don't want to get caught saying one thing, you don't want to get caught saying another thing. I, I feel that. Why though? I feel down, Why? down, see Tierney. He's a club man. So I think he says, I'll do what the club says. So see if the bid comes in and the club say to him, look, we've got a big valuation, they've met it, 
we have we have to move you on because we're not going to make that. If the club then come and say, look, never meet the value, we're not going to accept it. Tierney will be okay. Okay, I'm happy to stay. I think he'll do what's right for the club. So if they don't want to sell him, he'll be happy to stay. If they do want to sell him, he'll go, especially the fact that only one club's interested. I think um, they'll say to him, do you want to go? I think if, if the right bid comes in, they'll say, offer Tierney. Do you want to go or not? And I think Kieran Tierney will make the bid. I think Kieran Tierney will decide whether he stays or goes. And I think it's already been decided because Arsenal making a second and third bid they wouldn't be doing that and they wouldn't be doing it so publicly if they didn't know that the player would be interested in moving. The other thing as well is he's not fully so, fit, so how can you pass a medical just now? He probably, that's the problem. Yeah, well, that's... Can I get, they well, they'd, so, they'd be signing him without... Yeah, that's probably medical. why there's more clauses involved because he's not 100% fit just now, so I think, I think they'll it, take him for 18, but it depends on... I think, I think he is fit. Uh, no, no, that's not true. I think he is... I think his injuries have healed well. I don't think he's fit, but I think he would pass medical. I'm, I'm, I, as far as I'm aware, he's recuperating, but he's not that far away from, from playing. So he might not be fit, might not be match fit, might not be physically fit like an athlete, but I think he would pass a medical. Uh, Kieran, what's your take on the idea that... How do you think... Do you think Arsenal would be... Well, and you mentioned it before about the, the other bid for the San Etienne boy. Talk us through it. Yeah, so well, the, the San Etienne guy, I think he had 18... He has 18 first team appearances to his name in Liga. It's appearances, not appearances, but anyway, go on, Kieran. <laughs> You're making an arse of it, for fuck's sake. Go I'll, on. I'll just leave. <laughs> uh, he's been, you know, he's been around for, what is it, 30 million euros they yeah. spent. So that's five... That's, well... Whatever the exchanger is, it's more money than for right. Tierney, who has nearly 200 first-team appearances. He's captained his country. He's performed. He's, well, Celtic have been humped in Europe. He's almost habitually performed well, yeah. even when we've been scuttled. So, I, and again, this comes back to the market question. So I don't think it's an idea that Arsenal don't have the money. I just feel that it's it's... And identity, especially since this is a player they've loaned back to San Etienne for another season. Like it's obviously not an issue that the uh, you know a position that they need to strengthen in immediately. Either they have a worse you know transfer like uh, committee, a worse director of football it's than anywhere else. It's Bowden Ian. They're the Arsenal transfer <laughs> than literally anyone else in European football, or they're just they're they're bringing it. You know they're marginalising us so I think this is it's I don't know how they can say this thing that them trying to play you know money ball with, with Tierney and then going send a, buying this teenager and then trying to justify either or it's I, I feel like the idea they don't they don't have the money it might be true but there's if that's the case they're spending over half their budget on a teacher teenager they won't see until next season yeah <clears throat> listen <clears throat> we're going to come back unfortunately this is a saga now and we're going to come back to it probably next week. <coughs> Excuse me. The biggest issue I had when we the first bid was in was I thought to myself, this is going to run. And it has. Arsenal are making an arse of themselves, I think. I really do. You know, I, I don't know. They're just, they're just looking like fannies. Um, and that's not a word I say lately. Um, <laughs> um, and so I think Celtic are, Celtic are in a good position. Celtic have done well. Um, and Neil Lennon, I think, in that piece he just played, I think Neil Lennon, again, just speaks so well. Neil Lennon... Just from such a position of knowledge Neil, and he's, he's authority. Very, he's very refined these days. Uh, he's been answering questions in an open and frank manner, but giving just enough away and answering it. like he, He's playing it very well, and I'm, I've been very impressed. Now, if... You know, come November time, if we're two points behind Rangers, and you know, oh, sack them! Aye, um, like I said as well. And what is that? Throwing a couple of uh, dodgy ref decisions in August, and he'll be back to being his angry self. Aye, I don't mind That's Neil Lennon being angry. Season, it's calm just now. As long as, as long as we're fucking, as long as we're fucking smashing them. Am I right, Lou? Ah, no, you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and the one last time we the only thing, the other thing as well. It's quite. It's good the saga's happening while he's coming back to fitness, so it's not affecting a player that we are using in European qualifiers. So yeah. it's not somebody's head's not. Getting I just can't wait away, for the social so media post killing. Um, it's almost like out of sight, out of mind, though, because with these qualifiers, I've not even taken Tierney into the reckoning. It's Bolly, Bolingoli, and, and Bombo that I've been thinking about, or you know who can kind of slide in behind him if if he with his injury, obviously the, the, from the first leg. But the fact is, um, aye, we'll come back to Tierney, Louis. I've got some good news. I've got some good news for you, my man. Uh, Hatem Abd El Ahmed Lennon's came out and said uh, we've had the bid accepted. Um, <laughs> he's currently, as far as I'm allowed to believe, he's currently on his way to get a medical. Um, but Andy Herzog, former Austrian legend, 
terrific at the USA 94. <coughs> um, he's the Israeli national manager and he's putting his case through to get him a, a work permit. <coughs> Excuse me. Neil Lennon was asked, what you know, is he the right back? And yeah, he is. Oh, for fuck's So he answered, he yes, and then he, ans- he, he, he continued, he can also play at centre-half as well. So that to me says he's on a right back. So Louis, everyone, here we go. Hello. Louis, congratulations. You got your right back. There you go, you got your right back. Hi, Louis. He's 28. I'd rather play Ralston. <laughs> what a shit. How long have we waited for this? How long have I waited for this? I've made an, a life for myself on the back of that one catchphrase. He's got a van out the back with fucking t-shirts. <laughs> I get some boy for Israel. Oh, come on. He's 28. The whole um, ball is... They've shot the bed. He's went to. He's been. He's been in. I'm yeah. sure he's a really nice guy. I'm sure he's got a great walk, but he's no my right back. Cairn, uh, take. What's your thoughts on? I don't really know much of the guy. Did, did, did he play against us? A couple no. of years ago, no. No, no he didn't. He's only got one cap as well. Now the age of twenty. No one knows who he is, man. No. Having one cap. He's a dude. He's a dude. Doesn't kind of speak volumes that he's. And, and the, the, national the, level. the main thing that worries me is the fact that Lennon said today that he spoke to Kyle and he spoke to Beaton <laughs> to find out about him. Now, that's not fucking great, is it? <laughs> like, did you not know? Like, how good was the scouting that you had to speak to two form, former players or one player who's still there picking up a wage? That's the thing, though. It's like, uh, is your, see your pal that you're dead pally with. Uh, should we send him? Is he good? Aye, aye, he's fucking aye. He's good, man. He's good. How the hell are they going to shit in the guy, are Exactly. They? Uh, uh, really disappointing. So he went out on loan uh, to Charleroi in Belgium and then he also went to Dynamo Bucharest and he went to Ghent. And he was shit for all of them. Uh, I spoke to every single one of their fans. It was over 300,000 fans. And uh, they got this <laughs> afternoon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> play Rao Chops, man. Just play Rao Chops. I thought that was funny. Kieran, your take? Um, right, so a case for the defence. A very minor one. Okay. Looking at the squad, we've had a huge squad turnover. So on the grounds that this guy's coming in and he's versatile that he can play, I know you hate the word, I hate the word versatile, but the fact he can play right back and centre back and he can do a job in either of them, which isn't the most, you know, isn't exactly a tactical profile, but doing a job is worthwhile. If Vidar Ryseth could do a job. Mikel Lustig could do a job. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, like, if, if he can... In an ideal situation, if he could operate as our fourth choice centre back and our second choice right back, that'd be fine. Now, it would be a bit penny pinching to not bring in. Because at, at the moment, we need two right backs. I don't think the fact that we're not playing Ralston when he's the only right back in the first team suggests Lennon doesn't trust him with anything. No. So we need two right backs. If this guy can play right back, He's fine, he could be a decent understudy and he could be a decent fourth-choice centre-back. However, he's clearly not going to be good enough to be our first-choice right-back. It could be a miracle that happens where he is, but there's been zero evidence of that. Like, on the, like Statistically, his international record, his club career so far, we've had a couple of weird journalists email into like the, to DM the cynic account yeah. and like DM some cynics about how, oh, he's actually class, but there's literally zero evidence apart from some odd job from Israel messaging yeah. us. So that on, on the, and all the circumstances around the transfer are really suspicious and quite concerning. Do, do, da, huh? <clears throat> Yeah. Um, so that. I just, it's the, the, the intimation that he will be our first choice right back is, very worrying, but on it could theoretically work out. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to judge the guy until we see him play, but it's just... We like, have. He's shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. It's should, we over. Just, should we just cut out our right-hand side of our team and just be like, just, just have no right-hand side? Do you know players? the last right-back that we had that was fast? Fast. It was so fast. Paul Telfer. Nope. Nope. Did he get up? Say the ankle. He was fast. He was pacey. He came from Man. He came from Man United, and he was fast. He was. He was shit. I'm actually grabbing the mic in some sort of uh, <laughs> aggressive emo. He went to Saint Etienne. He shit. I know. Fit. Is that young boys now? He's You've a young boy. Got, we've basically just signed the Israeli Sadie Ankle, who's 28. 
Um, with, with this guy, though, what I would say is one thing about him that is consistently said is that I, funnily enough, he is fast. Like he, so Bolly, Bolingoli, and Bombo, um, fast. This guy fast. I'm willing to give him a go. I'm willing to give him a chance because essentially we can't have I at it right back. It doesn't work. Um, it completely unbalanced. There's no balance in the team. So we need right back. Will he be the number one choice right back? But but that, but that's that's kind of how it's looking, and that that's the worry, is it that, not? That, the, that, the fact that that is how it's looking. We, we've came down to the point where our num- like we've spent and by Lennon's own admission, the club have been looking a long time for a new right back, and it's basically boiled into what agent do we know and who can he get us, and we we'll pay yeah. two million for him, and we get Dudu Dahan's latest fucking export. So I, said I, don't, so I just I just don't think that's as lazy. It's not good enough. And the fact that Lennon said today that he'd got you know he'd he'd been he'd been served well by Israeli players in the past, and he had the goalkeeper at Hibs, um, Marciano, Marciano, and you know he he had he he'd spoken to the people he knows in Israeli football and all that. Like he gets such big links to Israel. Go, like, but see, to be honest, he will be the a backup, but. At the moment, if you if he's got a bigger target, back up to who? He's not. Well, oh, he's still the, the, someone to come in because be Stephen O'Donnell. But see, be honest, we need to play. We need a right back for tomorrow because you can't play Ayer. He, he doesn't want to play Ralston. He's going so to play we Ayer. have nobody. I don't think he will. Well, we may have to tomorrow because the guy is not going to be cleared. Yeah. But so he, um, so boy, play for the next one. What he said with this guy is um, so that fucking scumbag Danny Simpson, who should be even be nearer fucking. Shouldn't even be on trial. Um, he gets said. He basically he wasn't coming up because he, Neil Lennon said to Danny Simpson, "You're going to be back up to, to back another up. right back," which we're guessing is this guy. So Hatem Abd El Hamid seems to be your number choice right number one right back. I don't know. I don't. I, I still don't. I think there's another one to come in before the. I think there's the another season. one to come in, but, but I think he'll be bigger than this. I th- well, let's hope so. Listen, because one point one point two million on a number one when you spent spent three point five on the left back, who at the moment is backup. He's not even not technically the way it's going. If you think Tierney goes, he will be number one. But I'd at the be moment, be class he's not. To be fair. He's a backup. <laughs> it's, 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 you, play, you play seven million pound for a for a first uh, centre half. But then you just skimp and scrape on one point six in the right back. That's centre half for a centre half. half. What the fuck but, was that? But I, I, like that I, I, I don't think you necessarily go with a price though. I think it's look at look at them like we we always talk about the profile of player and when the fact that we, we get a young thousand pounds. Yeah, we get a young player and we you know we buy them, have them for a couple of years, we sell them on. This guy's twenty eight. He's only really ever played in Israel, although he has went to Europe and, <laughs> and failed. failed. <laughs> so he's only really excelled in Israel. It's just it's it's rubbish. It's it's not good enough. I'll be honest with you, Louis. I think you're right. I think it's rubbish. I, I do. I think it's I think it's crap. And I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not happy with you know this fucking plankton coming in and fucking dirtying up our fucking beautiful I'm proud pool. Still hold out. I think there'll be another one coming in. Enough. I think it's it's just that we need we need two. So I, I think you're right. We have to bring in one straight away. So let's if it's a backup, quite a cheap option. And then we're holding out to the right one. We may have to pay extra for it, but we, we're thing, waiting until we can actually get that the, person. The, the, the thing that staggers me about this whole transfer window, right? Now, I was on holiday a couple of weeks ago. How was it? It was great. Did Bowd ask you how your holiday was? Aye. Um, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No. Um, I, like, I was on holiday every day, lying by the pool, checking what was what, who have we signed what was the latest blah 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 on the forums I'm not saying what my username is but anyway um, Katie's a right 88 um, <laughs> where's my right back 67 67 um, but yeah I kept, kept looking at it you know we signed ball and goalie and I thought do you know what we're doing well here we've got three in already things are things are positive here now though it's been such there's been nothing like there's hardly been any rumours there's been nothing so far since that um, and then you start looking at it and you think, you know, someone just said there about the fact that would he would he be able to play maybe not this round of qualifier, but would he be able to play the third one? Look at Julian. Uh, I mean, Ju- Julian looks like how's he not in the first team? Well, I, mean, I, mean, I listened to the agenda. I'm a Patreon subscriber still. <laughs> I said last week that I wasn't, but I'm um, only tier one. You know what I mean? But uh, 
It's uh, you know someone like that who we've paid big money for, who you would think would. I mean, most players that we sign on that kind of money pretty much just go straight into the team, and yet we've not done that with him. Is this guy actually going to be ready for the next round? Probably not. Who Julian? No, I'm, I'm saying the right back that we've just signed. Like, if Julian's not even ready, I mean, he might not even play tomorrow. He's night. going to play tomorrow. Well, well, he's got he's available. He's going. He's a, he's certainly available, and he's in Neil Lennon's first team thoughts for tomorrow. So, in terms of what we were saying about that clip with Danny Simpson and uh, what Lennon's thoughts are, here they are from the press conference today. Actually, there's a bit of work to do yet. You know, there's no question that. So, nowhere near. It's a simple answer. Well, we were down the line, obviously, with El Hamid, and you know we've got one or two other options. So, we just felt the best it would be probably futile for for Danny to come in if he sees us bringing in a couple of players in in his specified position. So we decided to you know call off the trial on on Friday. Feel a bit justified there with that um, that statement now. <laughs> Certainly, Army he says he's going to bring in a couple of players in his, his justified position. position. So that says to me there's going to be another right back, which I believe will be. A higher caliber. Of where, what did the, just where did the like that that quote about him being backup came from? What did he, did he say he was going to be backup in that in that then catch the backup? He basically said um, Danny Simpson would be backup. Oh, did he? Uh, okay. So, um, how about you fucking listen? That's it, sure. <laughs> um, he's off to a bad start. This guy. Yeah, I'm not joking, Kieran. You're terrific. Uh, so uh, that's you know he's looking to get more players in. Um, where do you think? Where else do you think? Do you think we're so? Kieran, no, not you yet. We're so focused on the right back. Do you think that it's taking our eye off the ball with other positions we need to strengthen? Um, I, I think we have other positions we need to strengthen, but the right back is should be about ninety percent of our attention and priority. It's so essential, especially if we do play the way we are. Especially if we, obviously, Lennon's come out and said he wants to rein in Bolingoli's more attacking mindset, but we've been playing with attack-minded fullbacks for the past, what, five, six, seven years. It's an incredible and important part of our game. Like Lustig and Tierney over the past you know, five years or so have been two of our most important players. The fullbacks are integral to how we play football. Yeah. So unless we they, we need an excellent right-back, we need our right-back to be one of the best players on the team. Just we need the left-back to be the best player on the team. So it needs the most of our attention. However, I do think... If this guy can come in and be a fourth choice centre back, because it looks like Hendry, just like Ralston, probably isn't going to be in the first team plans. But I think we need another. We need another centre mid that can maybe if Kuasi isn't in the first team plans, we need someone who can do that sort of that you know that sweeper in the, in the front of the back four. Maybe maybe Beaton has it in him. Maybe not. He likes um, Beaton. I know, but I think it's 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 difficult to tell. What type of player Lennon wants at the moment? Because we because we don't have a right back, we can't tell what formation he ideally wants, which means we can't tell what kind of player he ideally wants. Yeah. And what I think is going to be interesting, I guess we can go on later. But what seems really interesting is how he's using Christie further up the pitch. Which which where does that leave Rogic? If we if our number ten is being used as much more like as a shadow striker, where they're pressing everyone, is Rogic just there's no place for him? And you know, in Chams and the Lutch, there's a lot of positions that yeah. we actually need. See, you forget a lot of like what I was thinking about today, um, and we'll bring you in because obviously Tam's your man. Um, Arzani, Keaton, you forget about Arzani. We do. Um, we've got so Neil Lennon said today that Schwed's back in training, Johnson's obviously back in training, Bale's back in training, um, Arzani's there or thereabouts. Rogic is in rehab just now, so he's not um, like he's in rehabilitation of his. Um, I think it's I don't know what, what where his injury lies, but essentially he's played too much. He's been too pull, uh, pushed and pulled over the last season or two. Throw, uh, in, throw in Morgan and Johnson. Morgan and Johnson. Morgan's getting used an awful lot over pre-season, and I've liked what I've seen. I I've been impressed. Um, you've got Sinclair and Forrest. Yeah, and this is the There's thing. An awful lot of wingers there. We've got a lot of wingers. We've got a, vol- a lot of um, bloat in the squad. Um, obviously you're a massive Tam fan you're a massive Tam fan as well Kieran. Um, and I think we all are there's absolutely no question about it um, but I think it's interesting because if Tam's still in that rehabilitation stage and Christie McGregor and Brown continue to play well at least win games you know it's going to be harder and harder for Roderick to go back in the team and I, and I know you're a I know you, you're a 
you're one of them, you're a, you're a Tam guy. Um, but see, to be honest, it's probably going to be a blessing for Tam because of other players being able to play, okay, maybe playing well, but it might it'll give him more time to, to get through his recover. Re- rehabilitation and recover, which might stop him stop starting, coming back, getting an injury, coming back in it. Whereas if he takes a longer time of rest and maybe recovers, we could actually then see the benefits of him once maybe somebody like Christy or somebody else gets an injury or gets a loss or of Brown, form. Brown comes Some, out, yeah, and he, Christy he, drops. And then, uh, Tam can come in, he's more fitter, he's, he's leaner, he's ready to go and actually can give us a lot more. Louis, your thoughts? Do you play the best players in your squad, or you, do you play people for the specific position? Who do you think? I, I think that's what it comes. Who, down who to. do you think is a more valuable player on current form? And I'm no, talk- you can't say that. Well, no, no, no. I'm, when I say current form, what I mean is last season, the whole of last season, the whole of last season. Who is a better player in current form, Christie or Rogic? Who pl- who's a more imp- who plays a more important role for Celtic? Who would you rather play? I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that's fair to say on last season, though. Okay, the last two seasons. On, on, on the last two seasons. Tam? Absolutely not. Ta- Tam, I, I feel like... second season. Let's not rewrite history here, pal. Hold Roger's on, hold on, season. hold on. Who's, who's, who would be your three best on top, on, on top form, fully fit? Who's your three best midfielders? In Cham, McGregor, Christie. You take drugs, <laughs> Kieran. I mean, right? Are we doing like t- technical Just ability? Fucking who's the best? Three who's the midfielders. Best? Doesn't matter who's the best in the middle, regardless of position. He's who's your agree. three He's agree with me. best? Three best players. You may not. I'd, oh, I'd, I'd had had Christie and Tam and McGregor now. Right, fair enough. Kieran, please. Um, <laughs> McGregor. 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 You need to get a grip and rein in your okay. own podcast. Okay, let, let me just let me remember. Tell you do, you, do you want do you want to have a what big, is he do you want to have a big boy discussion or do I talk like a Listen, toddler? I just want you it's to up to come you. Do to terms. Do you want to reality? Do you want to speak like what a has Tam done? and just talk over? Uh, do you want to be one of those? He fucking... has delivered trebles. <laughs> he is the barman and he serves you trebles. Remember that. I'll just, I'll just let him tie himself out like a toddler does. Keep going. You know it to be true. He scores the big goals on the big occasions. Okay, so name... Right, so Tam Rogic, right, there's no question, right? I'm a massive... Asterix excluding Europe. I... There you go. (laughs) You've literally just answered that for me. That's fine. Tam Rogic is a really great Scottish Premiership player. When it comes to the step up to European football, you'd rather have Christie in there, if nothing else, because he works a lot harder. If nothing else... Christie against Leipzig at home. I remember was. not so long ago you were shitting on Christie on this very podcast, this very 90 Minute Cynic Free podcast. Firstly, um, the 90 Minute Cynic Free podcast. Um, I love how it's the free <laughs> podcast. It's like free dairy. You know no, what I mean? I, um, <laughs> free pod. I prefer dairy free. Um, Some people just also, prefer pod, but yeah. we're not one of those. Yeah, free dairy. Um, well, I would say, in all seriousness, right, I think we were already. This is the thing about what Rogers did, what the Rat did, that was quite good, is he looked at a player, he looked at their attributes, and he changed their position. He didn't put square pegs in round holes, he just realised they can be utilised better in different positions. He paid Callum McGregor at left-back against Rangers. I actually think, right, that, honestly, looking at the squad now, I probably would go, and by the way, seeing Cham, get him so far to fuck. I was just in that to be annoying. I think our best. I think our best. How's your team around him? I think our best. No, no. But from an ability point of view, I think he's. I think he's exceptional. I just think from an attitude point of view, you can't trust him. He's a prick. So fuck him. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Um, from an ability point of view, I think he's class. But doesn't matter now. Rogic, Christie, McGregor, is how I would like us to go forward. However, Rogic needs to be fully fit, and I honestly just don't see him. I, I, Kieran, Kieran's right when he says, you know, if, if, he, if he gets a long time off, gets rehabilitation, and he comes back fully fit, 
Then, a fully fit, on-form Rogic, I agree, is a match winner. However, we've not seen it in a very long time, and I don't think we can count on it. That's my point. My point is, we are on the verge of history. We are two seasons away. The fine margins in this next season are going to be so fine that it's going to we're going to have everyone needs to be running at 100%. So I don't know if we can trust Tom Rogic to get fully up to speed and to stay up to speed. So do you put him on the bench? Who, Rogic? Yep. Uh, depends on the bench. I'm, I'm, I'm or t- do you sell him? Do I sell him? Bench yeah. or sell? Well, if you can't trust him to be fully fit, then what one do you go with? Uh, is there any bids for him? I'm, but, but Rogic ah, fucking has, hypothetical. Hypothetical? What, what, what do you do? Tom Logic, I, I think that's a, a hard, hard question to ask. That's 10, million, ask. 10 million from Zenit comes in. If a £10 million bid for Tom Logic comes in, uh, I would, you know, does this, I, yeah, I'd probably take it. How's KT's health? What? How's KT's health? Oh, I see, you think you're being really smart. Yeah, but I think <laughs> another, but there's, there's no can light. you trust his health? <laughs> yeah, you How can. many games has he played in 2019? He played a lot more than Tom Logic. Pish. No, he did. He did. You can How? check because he did. Because he started the whole season. Oh shit! That's your argument. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He did. He played more games no, than Tom Rogic. If, if, if you can't trust Tom Rogic because Tom of, because of his injuries, Tom you can't Ro- trust KT either. Tom Rogic has been at the club for five years. Kieran Tierney broke into the the, the, the team in two uh, thousand and fifteen, and he's played more games than Tom Rogic. Yeah, but uh, that, that, that doesn't so take away from injury, right now. One injury, right now. One injury in one season. He's got a double hernia. That's yeah. two. Oh fucking! To get, get you know, fucking, I, I had a double hernia this morning. I get fucking over it. Oh. The fact is. The, you're, you're trying to agree you know I'm right thing. though you know I'm right if, you know there's, if there's question marks over KT's fitness uh, just like there is Tam then you've got to give them it, you've got to treat them the same but no, no you don't know because How? it's, it's com- two completely different cases but can you trust Tom, KT Tom Rogic hasn't been fit for six fucking years oh that's bollocks that's true look at your six, wee smile six years he's never been fit since he's been here what's he accomplished in six years Lots what has he accomplished in six years? He's scored goals that have literally won us trebles. Anyway. And I'm not just talking about that one goal against Aberdeen. He's turned it around on games like Motherwell away. I always remember that. Always sticks in my head, that goal that he scored in Motherwell away. Come on, look away. He has literally... like It wasn't that long ago that we were sitting here saying Tam is... like. Absolutely majestic. He's in. He's in the he's SPFL. One of the, in the I, SPFL. Yes. Not in What's wrong with that though? No, there's. Hey, there's nothing. What's wrong with being the best player in the league? There, there's nothing. But the point is, he doesn't get enough respect. No, I think he does. I think. He, listen, I don't, I don't want to say. I don't want to sell him. If a ten million pound bid comes in for a guy who's worth five million quid, I take it. Absolutely. He's not worth five. Mi- you think Tam's worth five million? Do you think he, he's worth ten? I wouldn't be even talking about it if it wasn't over 15, 20. And that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Lou McCaffrey was never seen again. But, like, no. na- right, right, right. Honestly, name me a player in the Celtic squad that is technically better than Tam Rogic. Like, you can 100% say confidently that he is a better Edward. footballer. Really? Yeah. There we go. The silence. I, but I honestly Mates. beg to differ. I don't think so. I don't think his first touches. McGregor. I don't think Callum his McGregor. first touches. Callum, is Callum McGregor. On a par. <laughs> <laughs> on a par. You said name one and I've named two. No. I, I think I, I think Callum McGregor would be on a par with him. All right, okay. Well, like, listen. In, in different positions. Way, but I don't think you have a play. There's no playmakers or anybody in an attacking sense as good as Tam. Cal. Cal McGregor is not that type of player. Do you think? I, let me, let me, and Christie is not that type let, of okay, player. Okay, let, let me. Right, this, this is unfair because it's it's not the Chris and Louis show. It's the, everyone's involved. Right, it's we're, not, we're bringing these it's guys. It's a double kill. Right. <laughs> the fact is, but let me make one point. One point I'll make. Right. Can we win the SPA? Can we win the Scottish Premiership without Tam Rogic? Yes or no? No. How long has Christie played consistently for Celtic? I'll ask the question again. I will ask the question again. How long we won the season, have you we been won. confident in, in Christie's established position in the Celtic first team Since squad? November last year, so that's exactly. that's seven months. Exactly. That's seven months, which in, which in football is a very you're long time. You've shat in your own bed. No, 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 darling, sweetheart. What, what, what you've failed 
to, to realise is that Celtic won the league last season without Tom Logic. Didn't very Anyway, so moving on. Uh, so Celtic play Nome Carlisho. Nome Carlisho. Uh, uh, in the next round of the the second round of the Champions League, uh, Kieran Devlin thoughts on just going into this. Uh, what do you know about him, Kieran? I'm I'm actually their <laughs> historian, the professional historian of Noma Kalsian. They are a historian. Histo- historian. That's uh, that's all the historian knows that they're <laughs> the historian. Um, how are you feeling? In all seriousness, how are you feeling confident? Going, are you feeling confident going in this game, Al? I, I am feeling confident, which then unnerves me. I don't, I don't, I don't like feeling confident before in a European game. I'm normally just like debilitating anxiety and shitting myself, basically. Yeah, and that's the more like comforting position to be in. Whereas if you're confident, Celtic, what Celtic going into a European tie, confident normally doesn't end well unless they are like a Sarajevo or a Linfield or a Rosenberg. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the, there's always the fact of the unknown doesn't help, and the. And okay, they've had a terrible record on Europe, and they might have got lucky in beating the Macedonians. But there is the, just the yeah, there's something Celtic for, about going into Europe, confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kieran, your thoughts? How are you feeling about it going into it? Um, confident enough. I mean, on on the grand scheme of things, we are a bigger, much more quality team than what the Estonian team is. Yeah. So we really should be putting them aside. However, on the performance in Sarajevo um, at Parkhead, what do you make of it? You were at it. What were your thoughts? I thought it was it was a very, very, it was a very commanding, controlling game where we can have boss most of possession. I just felt we just didn't create enough chances, or enough kind of decent cutting edge chances, chances because one and two one was not acceptable for me. I, I was saying the podcast four or five. I was quite confident, and when it wasn't, I was kind of a bit annoyed. Um, Lost a stupid goal, kind of a bit of poor defending, but that could be down to like a lack of concentration. Obviously, Bowen goal is still trying to kind of adapt to the team and get yeah. to know his teammates and stuff. Um, but the, the fact that they're unknown shouldn't really affect us because they're playing a, they're playing a smaller league in the Estonians. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, um, Record in Europe speaks for itself. It's like it shouldn't. It, it shouldn't be an issue. But the problem is, Celtic will make it an issue because um, we just we won't perform. Yeah, no, the, yeah. The, the th- uh, we spoke to, as I say, we spoke to Oit Yarville on the the Patreon preview, and uh, he was essentially saying that uh, they were really shocked to get through, <laughs> and that he kept being like, uh, essentially saying, "We're excel- What would be? A, I think we asked, "What would be a good result?" And he went, "Oh, three 0 to Celtic would be a great result for us." So the level of quality, I think, is is really really low. Louis, how do you, if you're looking at that approaching that, do we just go gung ho, or do we just let them make mistakes on their own? Uh, and that's not me being disrespectful. That's the that's not my words. That's the word of Oit Yarvel. So you know he's expecting us to kind of do them. Uh, but that's that stuff. How do you approach that? Uh, no, I think you. <coughs> but it's knockout football, really. Um, um, we should be going into the game tomorrow, I think, to absolutely try and do them as much as we can and end the tie in one one game. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't see why you would play for it any other way. You're not, you don't want to be taking any risks when you go to an away tie in Europe. I don't care who it's against, whether whether they're they're plankton or not. I think you want to try and Lincoln Redemps, hello. Yeah, exactly. You want to stamp your authority on it at home uh, in every tie, and if we can have a I don't. I don't want to say that. Can I, I'm worried about saying this because it sounds so nonchalant. But you don't want to have an absolute banker of a round because we've never had it. We've never really had it. We seem to always, as Kieran says, make a meal of it somehow. I don't want us to take it so lightly that players don't perform. But it's a fantastic opportunity to rack up some goals and then again have next week as a bit kind of like last week was where it's a bit of a pre-season game. Yeah. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Um, just I, get, I the, get the job done tomorrow at home. I'm going to be there. I've put in my hard-earned cash. So I'm you going to the game. You want I, want to it, I want it entertained. Um, yeah. So looking at the, the kind of um, breakdown of... It's funny because I don't think... 
Neil Lennon mentioned the fact that, you know, Schwed's back in training. Johnson, uh, Mikey Johnson is probably going to be fit. I, I'm questioning what I don't think he'll probably play him. Um, I think he said the two of them in bio are maybe not ready. He says they might be ready, but it also might pass them by. So I'm guessing today's training, or maybe even tomorrow morning's training, will, will decide. I don't think he's going to take risks for either of them. So, see by the fact that they're obviously not quite ready, do you feel that not playing... Um, pre-season games at the weekends is going to become a hindrance for us well, well, that's, 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 that's this is one thing. thing that I was worried about I, I feel as if uh, yeah. one game against Wren at home seems really light so they've had two bounce games so he's, they've, they've had two bounce games behind closed doors um, however I thought so this we've week, never had that before though I mean we've never only had one home this week friendly is, this week is the Celtic Festival thing. What a load of blocks that is. Um the fact is I think we probably should have had a home game, home friendly, this this to keep us ticking over. Especially because the quality of opposition isn't at the highest, you know, the no, no Calgio are below Sarajevo in terms of quality. And, you know, the the, the um the journalist was basically saying that essentially He's like we're just unbelievably over the moon to get here. Do you know what I mean? So this is like this is we're we're playing we're playing a team that has no real expectations of even scoring a goal. So it would have been good to have a friendly in between, I think. Um, but then on the other hand, is it potentially a way of we're having a longer rest time between the teams? But so there's, there's players but who you shouldn't have, be resting. But at there, this there, point. there's players who have not had game time. Like there's a lot we do. Our squad is a bit bloated. Uh, there are players who. And also guys like Scott Brown, I think Alan kind of said it best, like when you get to that 34-35, the more games you play, the better you are because you need more recovery time in terms of, not more recovery time, but you need to get back. It's harder to get back into the flow. So more games would have been would have been better. But uh, Kieran, Devlin, are you looking at the same sort of team as, as, as last week or would you change it up? Would you bring Julian in? What, what's your thinking going into this? I think it depends how confident we are that this Israeli raid back will be ready for the third leg. Because mm-hmm. if we if these guys are as big a pushover as, as we hope they are, then playing Ralston shouldn't be a problem, which would mean we can put Julian and Iyer, we can start building that partnership with Julian and Iyer together. That's, I think, we can, smart, we can start having the four two three one Lennon seems to want. So if if we can actually build the, the structure that we're hoping to build going forward to, tomorrow night, and then all that would need to change is like Johnston coming in from for for Morgan and Ralston uh, dishing out for this Israeli right back. So I, I I don't know if we will do that, but I think that's what we should do if we're confident of bringing this guy in. But I think we I think there's a really good chance that we probably will just play the skewed three 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 one effectively that we've be, we have been playing so far. Yeah. Kieran, you think it's gonna be the same? I think it is. Um it's a bit frustrating. I don't like having Naya playing right back because he never got up at all. I think he got up once. So you're kinda of, you're kind of nullifying the right hand side because you yeah. noticed see you noticed that after about 10-15 minutes he put Forrest on the left because obviously then Forrest had a left back taking a back him up and Morgan was left alone. Yeah. Um, I think if you're going to play with Ayer sitting back the whole time, just play a back three. Because um, I know me and Alan had a week in a spot on WhatsApp about it. And at times it was a back three, but it was when we were going forward. From what I can see was when we were defending, it was a back four, ball yeah. and ball back. When we had the ball, ball and goal shot up, and Ayer just kind of stayed where he was and kind of slightly it in and made it a back three. Now, against kind of Sarajevo, you don't need a back three. Need a back two. You only need a back two with Scott Brown. You need your full backs going up to support your wingers because of the quality of the opposition. But again, so and with this team being a step back, you got to under you got to assume that Ralston can at least be trusted. <laughs> but I gather from leaving the preseason games, he couldn't really be trusted with that either. So it's it's anything else you can sacrifice at right back, but you can't really. So it's it's very frustrating. It's, Come back to kind of bite us in the ass that the fact that we've had no right backs at yeah. the end of the season, we've lost two of them, and with the what third one we have is just rank rotten. So, um, I think it'll be pretty much almost the same kind of lineup as the the home game against Sarajevo. You think the same way? I think it probably. I pretty much, and I, I think it just, um, I think it just highlights pretty much how the board have viewed the qualifiers, how they've gambled every year without going too much into 
the, the how we've done with transfers again. I know we've been over it, but it just highlights again how much they, Peter Law and the rest of them, they gamble this stage. They gamble their qualification for the Champions League. Every year, I don't care if we're playing against a team who, on paper, we should beat. You don't go into a European qualification tie with that attitude. And we are happy to chop and change players and play players out of position because we think we're, we're that sort of arrogant that I oh, will get through. I think arrogance is um, it's just not something that any of us want to see. No. And, and we're not investing in the squad in the way that we need to. Because we just think, ah, oh, we're fine, we'll get through, we'll get through that. And they'll gamble, gamble, gamble. It was like Neil Lennon said today in the press conference, oh, we get into the third round and we'll need to strengthen for the third round. But you've been saying that since the first round. You've, been, you've yeah. been saying before you wanted it, before you were going to play the first round qualifier against Sarajevo that you'd have four players in. You actually only brought in three. I think I think the issue with that as well also, I mean, this is something we can kind of touch on as, as the weeks and, and time goes by. But, you know, this idea that if we don't get into the third round, then we probably won't, you know, if we get into the third round, we will, you know, get, you know, make buys and, you know, enhance the squad. And almost like, well, we won't if we don't. Have you seen some of the Europa League groups? I mean, Europa I League is... is but, but, if, if we but, drop out, we still need to actually fucking... But we, we, we spoke about this in the, in the, the free pod last week, was that the fact that we've been shown that when we do speculate to accumulate, it works, it, it works and, and we get the benefits of it. So why don't they do that? We've seen it time and again that if we put in the money, we get the rewards. And yet, yet again, we come through another... Four, uh, that's such a difficult thing. I mean, see if Neil Lennon gets us into Champions League. He deserves every plaudit that's going because it's such a difficult thing to do. I mean, it's a monumental task when you think about it. You're playing eight qualifiers in eight weeks. Uh, to do that, I think... Uh, you know, you need some help along the way, and if if Peter Law and the board are just going to gamble, 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 see who we get in the playoffs, and then even the the the, the annoying thing for me is, and I'm sure everybody's the same. We then get imagine we get into the Champions League. You've got the last couple of weeks of the window, or last week of the window. We don't then do anything. You know what I mean? It's just it's all. Budget related and it, Louis McCaffrey rich. Louis McCaffrey uh, your prediction for the game against Norm Casual uh, I, I don't think it'll be a total tanking but I'm I'm confident 3-0 3-0 Harding your uh... I'm going to stick with last week and I'm going to go 4-0 again I think with a weaker opposition I think we'll turn it on a bit Kieran Devlin I think it'll be a 3-0, but that's slightly frustrating and the fans will be quite annoyed. We won't score until like the 60th minute or something and then it'll be quite comfortable after that. Um, I'm going to go 18-0. Can you believe it? Um, no, I think it'll probably be 3-0, three, three um, hopefully. I've, I've, after speaking to Ott, um, who's some boy, by the way, fucking hates Craig Brown with a fucking... Don't vengeance. we all? Don't we all? Uh, listen, this has been terrific. This has been... Uh, Week two of the, the free feed podcast. Uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash 90 minutes cynic. Um, we previewed this game quite extensively. Um, and we, with every game, we have a preview, we have a reaction podcast, and then we have an analytical breakdown of uh, the game statistically and from a tactical point of view. Uh, there's a Friday live lunch. The lunch club, Louis, might be getting involved this week. I put my name He's a good one. You know He's I mean, a good one, boy. Uh, alas, Sermani and McCaffrey on Friday uh, on Sunday, though. It's still Sunday, right? It's going to be Sunday, and it's going to be hot off the presses. Literally, they're going to leave, and I'm going to edit it and put it right up. Get it right. Up them. Get it right up there. Um, listen, it's been terrific. Uh, Kieran Harron, pleasure as always, sir. Always happy to be here. Louis McCaffrey, what about you? Listen, I'll be here for the next pod. Kieran Devlin, you're going to be making a few more appearances this season? Uh, hopefully, hopefully becoming a semi-regular, that would be quite that'd be quite enjoyable. Love a semi. Uh, I'm Chris Gallagher and we'll speak to you down the road. Mm-hmm.